welcome to Wow Game Dynasty's podcast episode number 90. Yes, folks, about three years of producing high-quality podcasts with some of the finest people in the outdoor industry of hunting, fishing, trapping, might be hiking, just enjoying uh, God's creation out there. And hey, today we're doing the part two podcast from Smokey McNicholas. He did a three-part podcast with us about 10 days ago. And he's done a podcast with us in the past, but he's really focusing on the deer hunting licking branch system of hunting. There's many successful hunters that have adopted this successful method for hunting, harvesting high-quality whitetails. And high-quality is kind of a different uh, thing from hunter to hunter, but maybe we're talking about the uh, maybe the mature whitetail, whatever that might be in your definition even. But uh, for the person that uh, might not be a meat hunter, but might be more so of a, a little bit of a trophy hunter, or maybe you're a meat hunter, this might be the podcast to listen to. Matter of fact, I'm going to go on a limb to say it'll transform your way of hunting. As a whitetail outfitter and guide, it has done that for me and my clients, hands down, or I would, otherwise I would not be doing this podcast. Hey, without further ado, let's roll right into podcast episode number 90. If you got, if you got 100 acres and you've and you got three good licking branches, scrapes, and uh, good scent post rubs there, good, uh, good rub, you're going to have a lot of fun. You're going to get exercise one there every couple weeks and just touch everything up. You know, crush that branch, skin up a couple limbs. Tear up the ground. If, if it's real hot, that real, real hot in there, and the ground's real dry, take a little bottle of water. Pour it on the ground, tear it up, scratch it up. You know, make it moisten it up a little bit. We're going to make a little side of people to rub. Just get some exercise. Get out in the woods. You don't, it's not all about, it's not all about killing. It's, no. it's, it's growing in, in the outdoors. It's growing your, your woodsmanship. You know, back Back here where, where I'm at, you know, firewoods, you're meeting a garden is really important. And it's getting more important as things go on today. Yes, it is. A- absolutely it is. Absolutely. Hey, I'm I'm really glad that we talked about these things because this, this is really the foundation of, um, you know, what uh, our dads and our grandpas and great-grandpas, when they were forced to... Uh, Either they were going to have their high-quality protein, or they weren't, would not have it, and that was uh, that's called harvesting. Maybe, uh, maybe a deer, but maybe uh, some other game as well. And if they weren't so lucky, they didn't eat that uh, good quality protein. Yeah, I, I, I grew up, you know, hunting, hunting squirrels. I grew up hunting rabbits. I grew up snaring. I, I grew up. Yeah. Little, I was. It was handed down to me. You bet. It's a gift. It, it's. It's, it, it was gifted down to me to be able to do some of the things. Now, I improved a lot of things, uh, and everybody's got their own style. Here's here's something that the trappers do when we go out there and trap. You know, we got our own style of how we make a dirt hole set. We got our own style today of how we make a liquid branch. We got our own style today, you know, uh, how we lure something up, how we approach something. 
that, and that's what's neat. Everybody, you go out to big seminars and you go at the, the trapping. Uh, I'll be down in West Virginia this year. I'll be doing a seminar down there. I'll be doing a demo. And everybody got their own style. And that's one thing I, I, I like to tell everybody. I'm sharing, we share things with each other. And that's why we go to these demos. And that's why we're a member of the National Rap, uh, National Trappers Association, the National Rifle, uh, American Hunter, and the National Rifle Association. We're, you know, we, we do everything we can to keep this going on. We have our style, and we have a style inside us and our souls. We know to keep things going to be able to hand things down to our next generation. The, the ones that want to do it, then it, we'll have it there for them. You but bet. You, gotta, you have to apply yourself. You know, there's, uh, it's, uh, I have a thing, it's, uh, it's A and A, attitude and ambition. These things uh, you've got yep. to have in the outdoors. Well, you you've ain't got a kid. Well, you ain't a kid. That's <laughs> amen to that. Yeah. My, minus attitude and ambition, and and you know, attitude's everything. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and then ambition follows it right up, and that's that's how I I go by. Yeah, a lot of this by attitude and ambition. My your attitude is everything. You know, about today, you, know, you say, well, I, uh, I don't think I'm going to go out there. That, that would have been probably the day you killed a big buck. That's right. <laughs> I, I, like, I like to touch on something else here, too. You know, sure. talk about taking, they, they take all that stuff out there and dump it on the ground. Pretty soon all you did was uh, create a big trail and back and forth to where he was. And don't think that, don't think that, that animals can't read sign, too, because they can that's Animal right. Animal great sign, and they're great at smelling on the bottom of your boots. Yeah. You know, we, you know. Absolutely. Well, based on that, I I think uh, I think we're going to catch the attention for our listeners to say, hey, you got me on this one. I, I remember talking to my dad and my grandpa about this kind of stuff, and I got away from it because I've only got so much time to go hunting, but maybe... Maybe I can take my kids or even my wife and go for a hike through the woods, and I can do a little scouting, but we can also uh, have fun just spending time in the out-of-doors. It doesn't have to be in that hardcore swamp. We can take a walk where I know there's some, and normally some scrapes, and that way I'll make it a family affair. And I've heard that time and time again. When is it that people should start considering hitting up those licking branches or those proverbial primary rut spots? You know, friend Jim Riggle, no, he does it year-round. Uh, he, he has documented this on a year-round. We've shared this at lots of uh, at shows and seminars that we've been to. Done it year-round. If, if you can't get out there, you know, depending on your work and how far your place is away, or I'm lucky, I live right here, and you know, I live right in the woods where I'm at right here. I'm, I'm very fortunate with what I can do. But don't don't wait any later till the 1st of August to get out there and get started. And I would get there, I'd get there before that if I could. Yeah. And, and if you're not, if you're not having luck, 
with where you're at when you where you're making those. Uh, if it's existing, you you when you're out there with the kids and out there with the family and have a little picnic, make have it fun. Make this fun with what you're doing. Yes. Uh, so if, you, if it's fun, the whole family will have fun and everybody will. Everyone will learn at it. You too. bet. Absolutely. So I think just, just make it family affair, make it fun. Yep. And uh, it'll be so much more rewarding to everybody. You and, bet. And yeah. uh, you know, the, the, when you if you get a hundred percent, when you get so serious at something, um, you kind of lose train and thought of what you might be wanting to do. You know, so <laughs> yep. you might just overlook a little something. You get so serious. And, yeah. It's not flowing to you naturally, you know? Yeah. Well, I remember a guy I talking to about this. He says, you're telling me, so me and my wife and maybe my one kid, we can take a walk out there, and the three of us are traipsing out to my deer hunting spots, my scrapes, and uh, putting out licking branches three or four times in the late summer up until, say, almost November and so I'm dragging them out there and they're sent and I said well a couple things I wouldn't be calling it dragging them out there because if you are I think your approach has got to improve that I said make it fun just like you said Smokey yeah, make I, it fun. I said they don't have to actually go up to where you're you're doing your scrapes but maybe you know maybe you're down the road a ways from them yeah. but you, you know they're they're doing something else. I said, I can't come up with a scenario for everybody, but uh, there's ways to make this happen. And yeah. once you include, yeah. include them in on that. A couple hundred yards. Yeah. You, know, you, you go in there and doctor it up, you know, to touch it up, send it up. Let them stay back out of there. You know, you, you go in there that last couple hundred yards, you know, I get a cotton ball. I put it on the bottom of my boot. I put a little dough in the digital gland lure on there. And I make sure I got gloves on. And I take my time and walk in, and walk in there. And, you know, if you get in there around, I get in, I like to get in there around noon. And uh, I think they're kind of calm. And, and uh, if you got, you know, if you got the family with you, try to get in there around noon. Even if you're touching things up later, uh, you're licking branches and, and your scrapes and, that way you're not going to set the whole place up. you got something on the bottom of your boots, and all they know is another doe walking yeah. around in there. And, yep. And uh, it's not like it's they they picked up a human odor of boots from the gas station 150 <laughs> yards back. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 And two is sometimes we underestimate our spouse or our kid. Well, yeah, they they're, they, they're learning. Yeah, they they want to be a part of it, but they don't know how to if we haven't told them uh, what what we're up to. Yeah, just, and explain stuff to them. Yeah, yeah the communication is. Yeah, you know, like the deer, they they communicate together all the time with their with their gland, a lot of gland horse. Okay, yep. they communicate all the time. They're they're not. They do verbal. They you know that they uh, have sounds and grunts and all kind of things they do too. But they're, most of the time they're pretty quiet. For us, we're a lot more verbal. So be communication with them and explain things to them. Then they ain't going to be out there and wonder what we're doing. No, show them what you're doing. 
You bet. We had a show once going. And uh, I got something new. I'm going to, I haven't put it up yet, but uh, here's something new I'm coming out with this year. The guys have been asking for it for is a this, good while. And it makes, is this breaking it, news here on this podcast, Smokey? Yeah, this is breaking news on this. On this. All right. You know, yeah, I've seen several, several bucks. They'd be chasing the doe and should give him a slip, right? Yep. So he, he goes right where he goes. He, he loses their sight. He goes straight, straight to his to his nose on that trail. But it, now, yeah, that that doe individual is he's uh, he's he's he can smell that that tracking scent. But here's uh, here's something a little more advanced. Now I've got it formulated the right amount of dough and heat and mixed with the dough and the digital glamour. And I'm gonna tell you why I did this. I got come into a come into a scrape and there's been two does say laying in there. And he hits he, he's gonna check out both beds. He'll check them both out. But when he checks that one out, that one that's in heat, you can bet the farm that's the one he's going to go tr- start tracking down. So this is just something new that I'm going to come out. I don't even have it up on the website yet. It'll be up here maybe in a week or so. But it's 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 about 90% of dough and the digital, and it's about a 10% to 12% of dough and heat. So... Now it went from a tracking scent to a dough that's an estrus. <laughs> yes, indeed. I like that. That's awesome. So we have uh, some people that are going to ask. I know they're going to. They say, hey, so I'm not the, I'm a, I'm still a novice hunter, but I want to reach, you know, I want to get to the next level where I'm really enjoying this. Uh, we talked about the quality. We talked about when I should start this. How about the frequency? We, I mean, I know you touched on it, but, uh, you know, I, I've kind of taught uh, taught myself that between every three and four weeks, and sometimes I can't get up there, but maybe I say up there, up north from here, which yeah. is about a five-and-a-half-hour drive. So I may have to stretch it five weeks, but I'm not going to give up. It's about that attitude and ambition. I'm still going to do it. Yeah. Would you, If you can't get into your places, just get in there where you can. Now, remember, once you introduce it, a new, a new buck to that area. All these other bucks are going to get get in the game. They want to get his DNA off there and get their DNA back on there. They they want they want to impress these does. You know, all of a sudden this this quality buck he comes in here and especially on your licking branches he come in there and or these ropes and uh, and he he comes in there and he he. Who who is this? I, I got to get him out of here. I got to get I got to get my DNA back on there. I got to get my yes. old spice or whatever I got <laughs> on on there. I gotta, these these does what what happened what happened to me? Yeah, you know I well, don't want to come up missing here. What what do you advise? Uh, they're going to look on your website and they're going to ask. Oh my gosh, I, I see so many different items. I want to start a licking branch, and I want to come up there about every uh, three and a half to four weeks, and to my hunt spot and doctor them up. What should I be putting on them? Preorbital is number one on the licking branch. If you're doing a rope, do a wick of wick compound. Uh, 
want to share a real good uh, podcast of that too. Uh, going Don Higgins, he did a real excellent job of that of the Wicked Wick on on the ropes. And then I I like individual. There's uh, I like that aggressive pulling action. I want to put as much I want to put as much uh, you know uh, sight appeal means a lot too. You, you uh, I'm gonna go back to this bag of corn. Go back there. They go out there and they throw a bag of corn on the ground. Okay. That bag of corn's on the ground, and that's all that's on the ground is a spot. There's 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 nothing else there, especially if they take it where it's kind of open and they throw it out there. Say that it's 50 yards inside of a, a field or something. Okay, now all you got there is is a, a, a corn. That corn comes up, it's gone. There's uh. You know, there's nothing there but a, a spot. That and that ain't that attractive from for for much. You know, so and mm-hmm. you got you got your liquor branch going, crushing branches, skin up a couple limbs, bust them up, make it look like something. It's like he threw his head in there and trashed it with his horn. Do that aggressive pulling action. Put a little bit of bucket in there to landlord it. One eye dropper. If 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 we if we just stayed with one eye dropper. No one can go wrong with this. Okay. No one, nobody can go wrong, and nobody will overuse or underuse. So, then if you can make a good scent poster up, do it there. And you've got everything you need to get going and, and put them in the game, and they got to get their DNA back on there. And you give a scent poster up over there. You know, these bucks, too, as it goes more in towards your pre-rut stuff, don't think them bucks ain't working out. You know they're 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 exercising their necks. They're using they're on these set post rubs. You know their their testosterone levels coming up. You know it's like they're the guy getting on steroids. He, he he's gonna he's gonna move around more than he wanted to. But them bucks are exercising their neck. They're gonna be sparring. They're gonna be fighting. You know so they're gonna be. Uh, getting in better shape too yeah underneath us guys especially when we get older i did a seminar there quite a while back it was uh, called trapping with senior citizens and what, <laughs> what, and what else, you know when you think about it us guys are all getting older that's the baby you i'm gonna be a day older you know? yeah you were talking to a bunch of baby boomers yeah i'm, I'm pushing 72 years old and yeah you know, i'm still pretty good shape here you know yeah but, um, you probably cut wood quite a bit. Yeah, I do. I eat with wood. I, yeah. I eat with wood. I got a couple good chainsaws and yeah. tractor four-way bucket. I, yeah. You know, that, that cut firewood keeps you in shape now. Yes, it does. <laughs> yep. I remember a story one time. My, every Saturday, I had Saturdays off. And uh, so I, and usually, you know, I'd want to sleep in. Well, my dad always had a ulterior idea. That was a day I could sleep into about eight thirty, get up for breakfast, and then we were out the door by nine because we were cutting wood till two o'clock. Sure. So junior high, high school, I went off to college and I came back. My first break after being in college, my freshman year, I came back and I noticed the wood stove in the kitchen was gone. I said, "Hey, Dad, what happened to the wood stove?" Well, you wouldn't believe it. 
And I said, what What do you mean? I thought maybe the insurance guy probably told him, oh, that's a, that's a hazard. You're at risk. We're not willing to insure your house. No, he says, I lost my woodcutter. <laughs> I looked at him and I just, I couldn't help but smile. And uh, I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't uh, BSing me because the wood stove was gone. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it, it, it you know, it, it, cutting wood is a lot of work. Yeah. It, it is a lot of work, and, but it, it's, uh, you know, when it's zero, it is rewarding. When you got a good wood, wood burner, yes. you don't even know it's cold outside. That's right. That wood, without wood heat, nothing beats good, good wood heat, nothing. That's a fact. That's a fact, too. Yeah. So we look at uh, we look at this to the average. We'll call it the novice hunter, which so many of us are. But uh, our listeners are going to be thinking, "Hey, how can I do this?" Well, we went over that with them, and really, it's yeah. not that difficult. I mean, they it, they have a a way to actually get out and enjoy deer scouting all over again without throwing 70, 80 pounds over their shoulders. They Take a day pack and uh, fill yeah. it with some water bottles and some uh, gear, and maybe maybe they might have to, which they probably already do anyways. Has got some rubber boots and throw some rubber gloves yeah. in a uh, in one of the uh, compartments of their pack, and in a way they go, and might even include the family in on a little bit of this. Yeah, I uh, it nothing nothing beats family. Yeah. Um. Back to the last third, you know, we, we talked about uh, some things at the beginning. We just finished up with that. We're getting into a little bit of what we already talked about, but the frequency um, in under ideal circumstances, Smokey, what would you think would, would probably, you know, I know we're talking about deer hunting in various parts of the Midwest and in various parts of the country, but all in all, if we're looking at... Uh, doctrine up licking branches at a uh, primary rut spot how frequent should they consider doing this if everything's being equal and they got the time and, and the vacation time the personal days hey folks i told you part two is uh, kind of the catalyst of this three-part podcast but hey next week do not miss part three that sums up the whole system in a nutshell uh smoky spent just a little over an hour of his time explaining the importance of licking branches and of course we did a podcast with Jim Riggles and a couple of other people uh, Steve Asel and a buddy of his right from the Essexville area and uh, hey results results don't lie and these licking branches are the real deal without hauling bait out into an area that is doesn't allow bait so we can't do that or even in the upper peninsula why put those bags over your shoulder and alert the big uh, mature bucks well hey I'm getting I'm getting the We'll call it the evil eye from Melissa to hand the mic over to her so she can put the closing on this podcast. Thanks again for paying attention to what Smokey has to say. Reach out to his website and see what he has to offer you. Meanwhile, here you go, Melissa. This week's podcast brought to you by Michigan Brand. Michigan Brand is a third generation family owned and operated business out of mid Michigan. We are known for our world famous hams jerky, and various sausage products. You can find us all over the state of Michigan, as well as other states throughout the U.S. Check us out at michiganbrand.net. That's michiganbrand.net to learn more.
and also brought to you by hey it is antler growing season until mid-august so now is the time to get those mineral sites going and we can help with that with our product called power mineral for more information call 231-492-6697 or facebook it at edge attractants incorporated and with that we conclude another podcast episode with wild game dynasty thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe in your podcast app to receive notifications on future podcasts Also, please head on over and check out our Facebook page. Be sure to like and follow it to stay up to date on highlights from our clients, turkey, bear, and white-tailed deer hunts. Until next time, guys, stay safe, enjoy the great outdoors, and happy hunting. (laughs) 